0: hey guys welcome back to the trading desk we're gonna talk about vintage watches are they a scam or are they worth your time stay tuned hey we're back <laughs> welcome back guys uh, it's thursday we're gonna do this again one more time i think that's not josh it's uh, not
1: josh you are uh, mike manjos
0: all right so if those of you guys who don't know mike uh senior guy in the office uh Pricing Does manager. that mean old? Uh, I, I was being, yeah, I was being cordial. Uh pricing, I am the senior guy in the office, He is yes. the go-to pricing guy. Uh, the guy's been around forever. So why don't you tell people uh, kind of where you come from, what you do.
1: Sure. I am, uh, right now I run the B2B business for Watchbox, uh, deal with a lot of dealers, retail stores, and uh, help pricing on the floor. Uh, as Jason mentioned nicely, uh, I've been around for a while, uh, grew up in the watch business. My dad was a watchmaker. Uh, I learned very quickly I was really bad at it, so learned how to buy and sell watches instead. It's a lot more fun. Um, been with Watchbox for a little over a year and couldn't be happier. It's the most fun place to work there is because we cool. get to play with all this stuff.
0: So, guys, I couldn't have, have like tried to find a better guest uh, to replace. Uh, shout out to Josh, who's not here this week. But, uh the cool like little one off uh antics and stories that come out of this man's mouth on a on a daily basis <laughs> on the floor uh you know it's, it's just a great time and uh so i thought it'd be it would make for some good content so customary uh opening um wrist shots okay so we do this and we talk about our watches with our battle scars and the stuff we wear all day long which you would think would be this watch but wait until you see his you see manjos watch. Well. So for the uh, listening crowd, this is the Rolex 114060. So it's a non-date ceramic Submariner, current generation, also known as the better Submariner. Um, and I've had this guy, uh, I think it's going on like two years now, maybe a year and a half. I don't know, but uh, I enjoy it. Every time I put it on, I, I, I'm reminded of, of how much I like this watch. And I'll switch it. I'll go to like the Explorer 2 or the Breitling or the Panerai. But once you put this back on, it really is just like, okay, that, it makes it's the sense. the right watch. Yeah, it's, it's a great watch. Very versatile. Um, this is the one watch that I would grab and just wear no matter what. So And I think that pretty much sums up the Submariner.
1: I love so, the Submariner. It's classic. And it can't go another wrong. Another classic. And a um, watch
0: that's uh, pretty hot. Batman, uh, yeah.
1: Suddenly, uh, I guess I had it before it was hot. I just happened to – I like blue. I'm a blue guy. Everything I do is blue. Uh, this one is kind of beat up pretty good because I'm a believer in, you know, it's a tool. Uh, it never comes off my wrist unless I'm switching to my deep sea. Uh, my Cameron's my other go-to. Uh, it's a little big to wear doing a lot of things, but this one never comes off. Um, and it's probably been with me four or five years. I originally had a black, and then when this came out, I fell in love, had to wait a year to get it, and then have added that ever since.
0: Yeah, and he wears it all the time. I all can the time. To that, yeah. Uh, cool watch. I mean, it's got some battle scars on it. Yeah, but like it's a little you said, beat up, it's but it's a be, Rolex. It's supposed to be worn. It's a GMT. Yeah. So. Love it. Uh, and you're actually one of the few guys that I know that wears a GMT and travels the world. So,
1: uh, <laughs> I do get around a lot, and it is a good functionality-wise.
0: So, yeah, unfortunately, my Explorer Two has not been out of, uh, out we can of fix state that. yet. So, not yet. All right, guys. Um I think we uh, we normally do this thing. It's like top five, uh, you know, most clicked it. website, uh, something like that. I don't know whose website it is. Uh, I think it's ours. I'm not sure, but let's cue the graphic. I hope it's ours. This is how we sell some watches every once in a while. <laughs> All right. Look at that. Some disparity there on the screen. A bunch of different stuff.
1: Interesting stuff.
0: So it was uh, not what
1: I was expecting.
0: Yeah. So number five, we talk about this a little bit, Fashion uh, Overseas, uh, non chronograph.
1: Non chronograph base model, great watch, uh, super hard to get new. I mean, it's still current production, but I had an inquiry on one today because uh, I do a lot of the managing of the new brand, and it's a three to six month lead time on it's a the special blue. Special order one. it's a yeah. special order one, and it's a that particular blue is super bright. Um, I've never been the biggest Vacheron guy in the world because when you're side by side with Paddock, which you usually yeah. are, but I happen to love this because it's a great steel sport watch and a value and a half when you compare yeah. it to a steel paddock today.
0: So I like the chronograph version of this watch obviously better, which I think most people do for a price point it makes sense than non-chrono. I think, you know, the blue is the one everybody wants. But uh it's a cool watch. The the non-chrono actually gives you more room for the blue to, to kind of pop. Yes. So I, I would can agree. see why people would want that, but
1: all right, very cool. Uh number 4, uh, big gold Rolex. Big gold Rolexes are hot all of a sudden. Yeah. Everybody loves the gold. Yacht-Master's probably the most reasonably priced gold one right you know every all the other gold ones have really shot up we just got the blue dial one in i think two weeks ago right i think actually i might have brought that one in So Um, love the blue
0: modern size rolex every guy can wear it it's big it's gold it's blue dial uh i would imagine this is probably going to sell somewhere in russia it's a very uh (laughs) un inspired kind of look um it's a cool watch it's uh, it's got some vintage flair to it. I mean it's the old It older does. Yacht it's Master. got exactly. Well, but, but
1: almost all of the variations you see are the white dial with right. the black circles. Sure. Um the blue just pops better for me and everybody loves whatever blue these days just takes off. Right. So, I love the OPMaster, and surprise yeah, is cool still there.
0: All right, so number three. Uh, I don't know if we can go with the top five without a Submariner on here, um, unless we don't have them in inventory. <laughs> I think you which, were clicking
1: on that one though, nah, the whole I mean, time. So it, like... it does
0: happen where they're not on there, but I think it's simply because we don't have one posted. But uh, So here, uh, you guys just saw this on my wrist, this exact same watch. So it's the uh, 114060. It's a non-date. Uh, you know, we, we get some flack from some, some super stingy guys that say that we should call it the Submariner because there's no such thing as a non-date Submariner. There's a sure, Submariner the original, date.
1: So, hey, True, the original Submariners were no dates. I mean, that was I, true to the piece. I uh,
0: call it a, a Submariner non-date, and I own it, so I call it whatever I want.
1: Well, it's funny because I'm not. I'm a date cripple. Yeah. I have to have well, we a were watch. Just talking we, did, about we were that, just yeah. talking about that. It's a great look, and they're super popular. It surprises me how many people go the non-date route when I'm like, I can't wear a Daytona, I can't wear a non-date because... Even though I have my phone, I'm just naturally yeah. habit have to go to the wrist.
0: I like the non-date. I think there is a little bit of a learning curve to it, but there's a simplicity to it. There's obviously the dial aesthetics cleaner. Um, you don't miss the bubble. I do not like the bubble. Uh, Actually,
1: that's I, why I love my Deep Sea though, because it's yeah still has no, date, but I can't C2 read the four thousand.
0: It's awesome because no no but no window. Right. All right. Number two. Look, they're not all Rolexes, but there's a lot of Rolex on there. There's a lot of Rolexes. Uh, so explore. Uh, you know, what are you going to say? Basic. Under six thousand dollars, steel Rolex.
1: It's super, super underappreciated watch. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's like Sir Edmund Hillary's watch. I mean, that was just the that was the basis of Rolex sport models. Right. Was the Explorer. This is what people used as their tool watch. So I love you can do the, anything with it.
0: Yeah, I love the uh, the old Milgausses that are now discontinued without the right. tinted crystals. I think if you're looking for something that's not that, then you go this route because it's a, it's an iconic style. It's easy to read. It's simple, and you don't have to buy an OP thirty nine.
1: Correct. Right, I which, think the other thing that's nice is they've also, the new Air King has become, yeah. we never get it in stock. We can't keep I, it in stock. So I like, this dial layout's much nicer. The Air King's a little busy for me. It's a little so. busy, but it, this is it's the same kind of thing, and I think that's why it's been so popular and successful. Right,
0: cool. Uh, number one. Look at that. Shocking. The best watch on that screen. <laughs> a little bit of sarcasm behind that. You so, think? So... Uh, I don't know. I don't even. This is a tango. I think it's called. That is a tango. Uh, yes. Raymond Weil. Um, it you scares know, me that I know that, but I did. Yeah. Uh, I don't. know. It's, I guess stainless steel sport watch that's cheap. Five hundred fifty dollars might, might be the reason why it's on that screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a good looking watch for, for five hundred fifty bucks. It's you know I, I know that enough to know that it's Swiss made. It's a sapphire crystal. Correct. Um, you know I'm pretty sure that's quartz. Uh, yep. I would imagine at five hundred fifty bucks, so figure something you don't have to worry about. Um, you know maybe it's a gift watch.
1: But uh, or no, for you know, kid. I mean, I got three boys. It's like right. it's a good kid first watch to knock around. Entry it. level. Entry level. I guess if
0: you're looking at something like a TSO, and, and you know, yeah. we've we've talked about that before. It makes sense. Nothing wrong with 500 it. Five hundred bucks. Yep. All right.
1: It's just nice to see there's a lot of if you just buy regular people.
0: Anything on that screen? We have an inventory except for the Raymond Weil. Uh, that's uh, gone. Don't don't call me for that.
1: <laughs> what? Um, you can call me for the Raymond right. Weil. Right. Right. I'm Manjo's not as nah. Like some watch. people here. That's
0: all right. Uh, all right. We got a pretty cool show for you guys today. So this topic was actually born uh, from a conversation that Josh and I were having in front of Manjo's. Yes. And we were like, you know what, that would probably make a pretty good show. So uh, we're just talking about um, vintage watches, where the market went wrong, where collectors went wrong, what makes sense, like basic, just basic discussion, do's and don'ts. Uh, We got a couple key examples of some watches, uh, some references that we'll put up on the screen to talk about, but we'll try and run through them quick. Uh, I want to keep the show Moving. relatively, con- you know, within half an hour, thirty-five minutes. So, um, let's pull up. Uh, we got our first reference here. What's your uh, what's your impression well, right. well, of this piece,
1: Manjos? Let's take a step back. So when we talk vintage, mm-hmm. people throw the term around all the time. I have people who tell me that, you know, it's a 6-year-old, 10-year-old watch. It's vintage. It's not vintage. It might be discontinued. It might be whatever. But it's not really vintage. This is a true vintage watch. This is a Patek 2526, one of the earliest automatics. Tiffany um, Tiffany. Well, the Tiffany dial gets special. But the 2526, as a reference, is iconic Patek. Right. Um... It's got the double P signature crown. It's a little thicker and bigger than typically. This was back in the early to mid-50s. Um, this was considered a big, bulky watch, especially for paddock. back case. Right. Uh, had some water resistancy. When back, back then, your typical dress watch was super thin, super delicate. You didn't do anything to it. Then this particular one, and a lot of the 2526s, have an enamel dial. And, again, if you compare the enamel dials from the 50s compared to the enamel dials that are currently produced, there's no comparison. The thickness of the enamel, the, the depth of – it feels vintage when it you look at like it. It feels like a special watch, which is – Right. It is a then, special watch. And so, then you add Tiffany to it.
0: Right. And then this specific piece was kind of like a step away from making something that was it, – it's basically a hybrid of a sport watch and a dress watch at the Correct. time. Because you're you're doing something with some water resistance. It's a little bit more robust than your average dress watch. But it's pretty and it's got a sub second and hey we're gonna you know on something as rare as this one we'll throw a tiffany stamp on there and yes and
1: the tiffany again has taken off in the last couple of years one of these in a platinum piece came up at auction last yeah, year we were looking at the results. went through the roof uh, i mean
0: 650 grand or something 650,
1: like that 000. it was the only known example i mean there aren't a lot of examples even in yellow but this is where vintage really becomes super rare, super collectible, amazing condition. It's everything you'd want in a perfect real vintage so, watch. Right. So,
0: 2526, um, to clarify, we're using this as an example of of a good option because we know that this piece isn't produced in in mass amounts. Right? Very. Similar. It's hard hard watch to find. This one's in amazing condition. Correct. So, we're talking, you know, scarcity. We're talking, you know, potential collectible value down the road and we're talking condition. So we're not talking about, you know, a piece where uh, uh, the market's been artificially created for vintage watch. Correct. This is a legitimate, awesome purchase. Yeah, no, a 25, 26
1: has been collectible for 30 years. Right. It wasn't like two years ago they were sitting in a showcase and now they're suddenly collectible. And yep. that's the stuff that makes me crazy is suddenly we see these waves of collectibility that... I don't think it'll last long. All term.
0: the little, like, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, I was getting a coffee before the show, and I was kind of thinking about like when people order like a double Trente Venti, this mocha, <laughs> like, and I'm like, can I just get a plain black, black coffee? coffee? I'm like, with you, man. Um, that's what these these like when people are like, ah, oh, it's a flat four. This this you know Mark, mark dial a Mark yeah. zero case and a one two four. You know, it's it's kind of like at that point, if you have to tell me. Every single thing that makes it special, like how special could it be? Could it really be, right. When you throw that twenty five, twenty six on your wrist with the Tiffany stamp on it, it's like, all right, that's special. That's special. You know that's special. That's kind of the, you know, it crossed my mind. But uh, next one also I think is a pretty pretty cool-looking watch and a legitimate choice here. So I know you have a pretty strong opinion on the 5970. I have a, I mean,
1: 5970 is my all-time favorite watch. I mean, that is the Grail watch of... Um, and you'll talk to a lot of people. If I look up paddock in the dictionary, that's what I want to see. Right. Um, perpetual Chronos have been around since the fifties. You know, starting with 1518, fifteen eighteen twenty four ninety nine thirty nine seventy fifty nine seventy fifty. You know, now fifty two seventy. Still to this day, all in sequence, all special, all in small numbers. Um, you know, the early pieces we have much better numbers on, but fifty nine seventy is just. Perfectly, to me, perfectly balanced. It's big enough that you can wear it all the time. And the market has to, yeah. shown. I mean, it
0: stands the test morning. of time because it's, it's it was a large watch when it came out. Yes. Now it's more of a modern size watch and people can actually wear it and, and enjoy it. We have a couple examples on the table, which we'll get to later. Fantastic watches, but a tad small for today's current market. And a lot of vintage so, is
1: like that. I mean, right. that's the thing people don't realize. They say they want a vintage, but then you get a 34-millimeter paddock right. on your wrist, and you're like, God, I feel like so you'd argue it's that, my like wife's the, watch.
0: The 5970 it was ahead of its time for for what it is. Yeah,
1: no, it was good. Even the 3970, the predecessor, mm-hmm. I remember when I first started selling paddocks, we had one sitting in the case in a white gold for a year and a half. Right, And it was a $40,000 watch that was just... Not a lot of people appreciated the complication or thought of the size. Or So I, I just learned
0: r- something from Manjo's today uh, when we were talking about the 5970, the J variant, and you told me that uh, the J, they actually went backwards. The, the yellow gold was the last one Last one, and the it's series. very
1: rare in the series, and it's something they've started doing on other models now because it first came in rose and white, right. and you had two options, and then—
0: and I'm used to the inverse. I'm right. used to the yellow first. Yellow
1: is usually the first thing they introduce because so in it's the most was... popular color.
0: Little insider tip for you that I, you know,
1: I learned something new. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and the Black the... Platinum is my all time favorite. Yeah, and those pretty... they only did for about a year and a half. And then at the end of the run, I think it was only 11 months, they produced a J mm. and they shipped a few out. I've heard numbers thrown around that there's only 100, 150 of them out there. Um, we happen to have one that's sealed. I mean, I just think it's, it's the coolest. Which kills me, too, because right. I'm a believer in wearing my watches. Right. So it's like I don't even know what I do with it sealed. So except take it, take it home and cut it open. Yeah, well, that would be the dream, I yeah. guess. There you go. All right,
0: awesome piece. <laughs> I, I've always liked the 5970. I think it's a cool case. It wears really well on my wrist because I have a little bit bigger wrist. Um, so I appreciate the fact. It's a little – I'm a little torn with, with these type of watches because I, while I appreciate the beauty in the watch, it is a little busy for my aesthetic, my taste. But I guess if you're only going to have one, it might well, as well be hit. that piece.
1: I also love Kronos in general, and I just think I also love square buttons. I mean, the sure. 3970 had rounds. The original 1518 had square buttons. I mean, you see a lot of the variations. I've always loved square buttons All right. for whatever it's worth. Yeah, it's a pretty piece. So yeah.
0: also, go buy that watch. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so we had a couple of Rolex ones pulled up too. How do you feeling? You want to do Rolex? Yeah, go ahead. We can do Rolex. Can we talk about this? 1675?
1: 1675. 1675. Again, uh, GMT, one of the original tool watches. You used to see these all the time on military guys. Yeah, so um, this is the... They used to buy them in the PXs. Yeah,
0: so this is the, the watch that is, you know, the, the grandfather of the trend with the new, the new Pepsi. the Jubilee, yeah. So Jubilee, Pepsi bezel. This is the, the OG Pepsi. Um, the 1675. <laughs> this it, 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 Listen, it's a great watch. Still wear, wearable in today's market. Um, now, here we start to come into, like, a little bit of how how collectible is an original one and vintage versus the ones that people are, you know, you got to be skeptical because no paper – You know, no papers, no box, no pedigree. You know, it's probably a Frankenstein
1: piece. Well, the thing, and also part of it people forget is these were common watches that were tool watches. They went in and out. Guys wore them hard. Right. And they would go in for service. And Rolex, by nature, liked to change hands because the luminous faded. You know, when the things would fade, you would send it into Rolex to get service, and they would replace the dial. Right. And it wasn't expensive, so a lot of guys did. So you get a lot of these true vintage watches that have replacement dials that might be 20 years old, younger. You'll see new hands. You'll see new bezels. Um, the trick that everybody wants today is everything that matches. Right. And as they fade, originally the bezel fades, the hands fade, the dial fades, and it should match together.
0: So, yeah, one of the nice things, too, is you'll if you buy a vintage piece like this where it went in in the 60s, or in the 70s and it was done by rolex you're going to get that equal fade across the because it is old it was done right and it was done by you know the the manufacturer with vintage part you know with parts of that day which are now vintage so it looks right right whereas if you were to take a survivor watch with a pretty clean dial and throw new hands on there looks terrible very very hard watch to buy or sell yeah, uh, so you know, that's
1: why you'll see those big swings in prices too. Exactly. Yeah. If you find one that's original mint box papers, uh, the Jubilees even rarer because again they used to sell it with both options. Right. Um, the Jubilee just wasn't as popular back in the day because it was considered more dressy. But it's these weird. were the Pan Am watches. Right. I mean, it was yeah, a exactly. great part so of it, history. So it's weird
0: to me to see that the the that trend s- stood the test of time because usually you see trends like go up and come down and go up and come down, and I still think the Jubilees kind of the outlier. Well, even the Jubilee went away though, like, for a while. I right, mean, it really
1: but, was like nobody was buying Jubilees five or ten years ago.
0: But even now, the the hottest, you know, the new Pepsi, right? You can't find the watch, whatever it sells over, Crazy retail. over retail. It's a Jubilee, but there's still like uh, there's still a core of people that don't aren't sure about that bracelet.
1: I don't like it, and yeah, I, I
0: personally <laughs> it's don't not like it. I don't. I've said I personally as much, don't like it, yeah. but. It, it's still, I think, the Oyster is still the king.
1: The Oyster is definitely the I mean, king, I so think. So
0: it's weird that it, that trend didn't swing. As well I think exactly. what's
1: going to be interesting is to see what happens to now these, you know, Batmans, which right. are, you know, gonna, people are going to start calling vintage when the Jubilees come out. Oh, yeah. That, and that, that what's Batman, gonna happen by the their... way, is like
0: four years away from being a vintage watch. <laughs> exactly. Just so you know. We were, I was discussing this with him earlier. It's like anything that's more than five years so old is vintage. I don't care what it is. You kids. but Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um We got one more. This is an actual, actual vintage piece. Look at that. That is a
1: old man's watch. That is an old man's watch. And it's 6238. 6238, which is pre-Daytona. So everybody thinks of chronographs in Rolex as Daytonas. Right. Well, they were Cosmographs before they were Daytonas. The Daytona came in later um, as they got the screw-down pushers and the racing heritage and all that part of it. Um, So this was just an early steel sports chronograph and plain bezel which again you don't see a lot of they weren't terribly popular they were manually wind right so you know if you really wore it every day and used it every day every two or three years you needed a service because tubes wore out
0: right because you just unscrewing it and screw it every day this is this is legitimate like old world watchmaking
1: yes this is
0: not hundreds of thousands of these things being produced nope, this was not so, mass produced at all um you know this is this and is that's back to, like, we're talking pre-Newman stuff. We're talking pre... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. this um, was the early, stuff. So, listen, the, stuff. the watch is cool. 6238 is always kind of like a weird outlier chrono. Um, the watch is ugly. I mean, I don't I don't like
1: it. <laughs> How that, do you say that watch it's, is ugly. It's, ugly? it's not ugly. It's kind of plain. It's, I'll it's, give you that in the silver dial. It's not ugly. You don't like Jubilee it's, bracelets. It's
0: like the sad little <laughs> sheep sitting in the corner. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if you put that next to a El Primero Daytona, like and I'm not a Daytona fan to begin with, so you know me sticking up for the Daytona should tell you something. But I don't know. To me, that but I see it's, it's a, cool. I can see the pedigree. It's it's, it's
1: original. It's got like even though you can see on the edgings on these dials. Do you know?
0: Is it like 36 millimeter? Or? Yeah,
1: it's about that. I think so, it is 36. The thing I like about it is it's original because you can see these dials used to wear and fade and you right. can see the edging of it has started to peel back and but so, it's all original it's, i mean my
0: favorite part of that watch i'll be honest with you is the pushers
1: yes so uh, for what it's worth
0: i don't know listen it's it's a vintage watch in the sense that uh you know it is a good example of a vintage watch because it is truly vintage like i said with the other piece it's collectible because there's not millions of them out there that one's a right. really good condition and if you're talking about a long-term play it's a rolex and it's steel so it's a steel exactly and it's also not
1: over restored i hate but you also got to buy
0: stuff that you're going to wear and like yes and that's the nice thing with
1: rolex you can wear them all the time
0: for me i mean like listen if that was my great grandfather's watch i'd be ecstatic to have it in my box would i wear it probably not but it'd be cool to have but i'm not going out and hunting down that watch over something that i'll wear. You know, right. what I will mean.
1: give you that. But again, a lot of the vintage stuff is not daily wear stuff, and that's closer to the daily wear. The GMT is definitely a daily wear. Yeah, sixteen seventy
0: five is wear a great daily, daily. I
1: mean, that you look cool wearing that watch, just yeah. because again, it's got blue in it. I love blue.
0: Well, it's, and it's the right color blue. It's the right color blue and red, which Rolex failed to do on the new generation Pepsi. Uh, they tried try
1: hard, but it took them years to get that color. Yeah, did they though? Yeah, they did. I mean, they was we because we've been asking for years for that red. Because uh, it was a traditional color, and they had trouble getting the so I, ceramic to get the color. I don't know if I buy
0: that story. I've heard it before. I'm, buying, I'm, I've, I'm I've sticking heard... with
1: it. It's a Rolex story. I'm listen, sticking with it. All
0: right. Listen, I don't know. I've heard that story before. To me, it looked like they said, hey, we're going to cram for this three-year test in six months and get it done. But I don't know. I think they missed the mark on the color skew. I and mean, it's, it's funny because Tudor almost hit the mark on the Diet Pepsi.
1: I like the Diet Pepsi coloring better. I would agree. It with is that.
0: better. It's not quite perfect, but it's no, better.
1: It's better. All right. The Batman is still the most perfect one. The Batman, it is soon to be it's the, best color. the The
0: vintage Batman, vintage Batman, yes. Uh, all right, well, we left some some time for some cool stuff that we brought with us. Uh, I heard you guys loud and clear in the comments, and the you know you like it when we bring watches. Um, sometimes you know logistically that doesn't work, but we got some cool stuff for you today. So uh, why don't you grab one and tell us what you think?
1: Well, I'll grab my all-time favorite. This is thirty-nine seventy. Uh, again, we talked about fifty-nine seventy being my. We may want to knock the place over. All-time favorite. This is the predecessor. Okay. Um, what you typically see on this model in platinum is black diamond. It is super rare uh, to see black stick uh, mm-hmm. on the platinum version. You mm-hmm. would see uh, every once in a while see it. This, you got guys. it there?
0: That dial is too special not to try and catch in the right. Yeah. So it's got this really, really dark lacquered dial, which there you go. And like you were saying, instead of the diamond markers, instead
1: of the diamond markers, which is typical on the black, you get the sticks, which makes it super rare and more valuable. This particular one also was never worn. Uh, I sold this watch originally in the early two thousands, um, and took it back from a collector friend of mine. Well, who you you have a
0: book of business, which is like you're just your core guys that are just. These We've been doing fanatical it for a long time collectors these guys i mean you were telling me that you have guys that buy stuff and never wear it yeah like this like this piece you were telling me just just sits in a vault yep. and i think that's cool but i guess if you can afford to do it i personally would want to wear this watch i'm aware of stuff but, too
1: but there are some people who also don't feel comfortable wearing it to put it out it just they want to own it cuz it's cool
0: i guess if you if you have the money and you're looking at it as an investment and right. you know you're buying it knowing that it's going to sit to the side then it makes sense but yeah. Uh, Certainly a cool piece, and I'm sure he spent some time staring at that dial. Yes. Because I certainly would.
1: (laughs) Everything about it's great. I mean, the back's great, everything.
0: Yeah, exhibition case back's beautiful on that thing.
1: And again, perpetual chronos you can never go wrong with. Um, The next one we have here is 3940, which, again, super iconic uh, perpetual calendar.
0: This is, yeah, this is more what you would consider or what I would consider your classic dress watch. Both in stature, uh, thickness. It's a relatively thin perpetual calendar, right?
1: Thin um, micro rotor, everything. Something,
0: yeah, you know, micro rotor automatic. We were mentioning it has a little. You can hear the micro rotor. Um, pretty dial layout, little, little what I would call busy for how big the watch is, um, in my personal taste. But doesn't mean the watch isn't gorgeous. Um, this one's actually really, really nice shape not too much going on uh solid case back but again
1: rare in rose gold at this era right because again rose gold really only 10 15 years ago became um you know guys didn't buy rose gold in the u.s particularly um mostly guys buy would buy yellow
0: yeah so this is this is what you would say is like a a, this is probably the only true vintage watch that we brought with us out of the four yeah, I, mean, I would again, say you could the, argue the, the thirty nine seventy is
1: a couple of generations past.
0: Right. So, in the, in the strictest in the sense, strictest sense, that's true. Vintage. vintage, yeah. Um, so
1: it looks like your dad's watch.
0: Yeah, exactly. So this the size also would dictate that, and it's it's if you're a mid size, you're looking for a mid size watch, smaller guys watch, obviously fits the bill. But if I were shopping for something, I've gotta be honest with, <laughs> with you, this that is, is arguably right
1: the best case Paddock's ever made. Yeah, I right. will argue that up and down the lugs are spectacular the bezel spectacular the
0: architecture on this case alone and we won't even get to the movement yet but you got the double-stepped bezel double stepped lugs right so just gorgeous look at that dial and the size is just awesome for those of you that aren't watching or don't know what this is this is the 5070r right manjos exactly all right so ready for the, the money shot here
1: there it is there we go just beautiful movement now, this, again, first came out, yellow gold, black dial. Was basically a flop. Right. Again, I remember it sitting in a showcase. It was it was considered by most paddock guys of the time too big. Um, then, you know, Panerai came out and suddenly, uh, you know, this became a normal size small watch. Um, so everything kind of swung up. And then this became super collectible. Um, the white gold versions, the rose gold versions, then they came out platinum blue, which is amazing. Right. That's again the platinum. The platinum yeah, platinum I mean, the platinum
0: piece is—it's also you don't see them. Guys keep them. You don't guys really see them. No, we haven't on the had. Market. We
1: didn't have one for a while. We bought one a couple weeks ago. So you guys know I have. In a in Switzerland.
0: Seven and a quarter inch wrist. Take a look at that. That's, a, that's I mean, the size. It's, a, it's a nice piece for for the size for what it is. That's I would wear that every day.
1: Yeah, and that's a nice thing because a lot of paddocks today, like I have three paddocks that I, I wear one of occasionally because most of them are too small for me now. Right. That I would wear. Yeah, it's a pretty piece. So I didn't have those damn two kids in college.
0: <laughs> three, and three, not too far away. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I'm yeah. hoping
1: one will eventually graduate. You know? There you go. And they're going to be, They're all, all three are going to be in there at the same time, probably.
0: All right, and then uh, how about we go outro on this? This is a pretty special
1: piece and tell us what we're looking at. That is 5970. Uh, Again, best perpetual chrono, arguably square buttons, super, again, variation between this and the 5270, which is the newer version of it. They took the 24-hour time and the leap year indicator and put it down on wheels. So it is a little cleaner. Um, But, again, I love the size of this one. It's just, to me, it's classic, and it feels vintage. Now, right. granted, it's not terribly old, um, but now they're getting to be, you know, 20 years old.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so it, you know. Right, not the strictest sense like we were talking about. Right. But, um, this is, it's still a modern size. Correct. Right? You can wear the watch. It is extremely, for how busy the dial is, you can tell uh, the effort that they went in to clean it up. Yep. It pays off because it's a readable dial. It's got a lot of read-off. It's pretty. It really it's pretty. is. Um,
1: it's pretty in white, dude. it's pretty in rose, it's, you know, the yellow's just rarers, but it's not my favorite. The black platinum's amazing.
0: Look, if, if that doesn't rival uh, elongated datagraph movement... It's you know, not
1: there, but it's close. Now, you, but know I my, mean, you know my feeling on datagraphs.
0: Listen, I, yeah, the, I mean, I like dados too, and I spent about an hour and a half staring into three or four of them today <laughs> uh, for a customer, but they're, they're beautiful. But, I mean i would be extremely honored to own that right there look at that oh you i would just swap yeah. the strap around and wear it this way <laughs> to be honest very cool all
1: right well that's an amazing piece
0: some of the fun of our job you know it, it listen it can get tedious you know but the the fun part is talking to the guys and also getting to play with these things i mean whenever you're having a stressed out day uh, you pull out a couple you pull cool out a watches. couple it's of true. these things and you, you spend 10 minutes looking around. Texting a couple guys that have never seen one of those in person, pictures of it, and then all of a sudden it's. like... It's even Listen. fun at
1: the office for me. It's like because I've got so we've got some of the younger traders who yeah. will come to me and ask me questions about this kind of stuff because right. I've seen them and it's just it's fun to teach the stuff too because it's it's something I always grew up with and and I still can attest have a passion to, for
0: If you're gonna ask Manjos a question, better have a notepad right <laughs> ready because. Because the amount of information go that's going to come while. off <laughs> of of that watch question is, I mean, you'll never need to learn about that watch again. Yeah, well, it's awesome, and that's the type of experience that, you know, it's it's good to put in front of camera, because a lot of guys don't have that that uh you know asset.
1: No, it's good. So to, I love being there, and it's nothing more fun every day to be honest with you. All
0: right. Well, we're probably going to have to have him on have you on another show I, I think would love to well. this was fun yeah and, no uh, I mean
1: it's an honor I can't fill Thanos's seat but uh, you know not, it's nice not to permanently temporarily oh, take a spot I think
0: he might like snap you out of existence <laughs> <try> and steal <laughs> his well, I spent a
1: year but, plus sitting across from him so yeah. we certainly spent more than our share of time together oh
0: well, yeah so uh, you know a lot of you guys know that Thanos and I uh, sit back to back well the other part of that triangle is manjos for a year <laughs> and a half so There's a good relationship there, but, uh, all right. I think we're going to try and keep it nice and concise and call that a show. I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, thanks for logging in on a Thursday night. Hopefully this makes your Friday drive, maybe your weekend a little bit better. Uh, we hit, uh, like 17,000 views on the last show, I think, or 16, five, something like that. Couldn't be more excited. I mean, we're going to hope that this one gets to 20. If it doesn't, it's your guy's fault. But, uh, if you have, you if you're not subscribed, me. yeah, please do so. We're growing the channel. It's been awesome to get the feedback. We're trying to get in all the comments. Uh, re- you know, respond to your answers. Uh, I will be on the comments. I know Manjo said he wants to log in yeah. and get some comments in. So uh, you know, drop a like, drop some comments. Let us know what we can do better. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Good me. Good show, man. Thanks, man. Yeah.